Hey, Joel. Oh, hey, Nick. You got something new. Tell me about it. I did. I got a brand new shiny iPhone SE in the mail. Ah, now when you say iPhone SE, you mean the iPhone SE second generation. Yeah, maybe maybe okay. we'll refer to it as the iPhone SE 2020 in the future. It's hard to say, but that yes. Yeah, yeah, why why is there a difference between the 2020 or second gen? And cuz I wish that okay, Apple has always sucked at this, but a lot of other people suck at this too. So it's not just like an Apple thing. Yeah. Naming conventions. We could do an entire episode mm. on bad naming conventions i think mm -hmm. because you mm -hmm. have an iphone se and i have an iphone right. se but they are not the same iphone se right no how confusing is that yeah really confusing <laughs> but just to make sure that we're perfectly clear you have the 2017 iphone se which has how big yep. of a screen how big is the screen on it i don't know it's not big it's tiny uh, though it's itty bitty it's, it's the same form factor as the 5 and 5s series of phones and i think the screen is the same size as the current uh ipod touch i'm pretty dang Probably. sure yeah it's at least at least very very similar size but anyway that's not what we're talking about we're not talking about your iphone se we're here to talk about no. my iphone se the 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 iphone se 2020 yeah yeah so uh yeah i got it and i'm okay really excited about it in fact i've had to not talk to you about it because i've been in wait in anticipation of recording this podcast it's like been all i can do to just not talk about my new iphone because i knew it was something that we wanted to talk about on the podcast so finally we get well, to talk about it let's let's try and practice a compliment sandwich so tell me something that you really like about it and then follow that up with something that you don't like and then we can go back to something that you really like okay okay about it yeah um okay so the first thing that i'll say about this phone compared to my long line of android phones and yeah i'm including when my android phones were shiny and new and out of the box too i really really believe this it is fast it's so fast like you hit the wake button and bam the screen is on you put your thumb on the, th the touch id and and boom yep. like you're on the home screen you tap on twitter you're looking at tweets it's so quick it's so fast okay i love it excellent something you don't like <sighs> um it's a little bit slippery kind of hard to hold on to because ah. it has a glass back <laughs> And it has the curved sides that the... Those curved edges, yeah. I think it's identical to the iPhone 7 and 8, right? Exactly. I believe it is. Totally identical? Yeah. And to be honest, I've, I think so. I've never enjoyed the aesthetic of the iPhone 7 and, and 8. I, I've never liked... And 6. Is the, did the 6, six have 7, the, 8. Oh, really? The 6 yep. had the same form factor? Yeah, 6, 7, 8, they all had the same form factor... But I believe the SE has got a glass back, so that can do wireless charging. Right. But I but the six and the seven definitely didn't. Okay, I got to look at a picture of it really quick, and you hear me thunking my like okay. mouse around and stuff on my desk. iPhone. No, it sounded really great. Six. I'm sure uh, it's just to add ambiance to the podcast. Okay, I. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, you're right. It, it it is the same. At least it, it might not be like identical, but it's it's the very much the same look. Now, have you ever had an iPhone 6, 7, or 8? Have you ever owned one of those? Yeah, I had an iPhone 6 Plus for a short period of time. Oh, you had... The, oh, wow. You had the, the, the big one. I had, yeah, I had, the, I had an enormous phone. Okay. Which I really enjoyed. I had, I had a loopy case. Okay. Which is a, a really 
slimline case with a rubber band finger loop sticking out the back. Okay. Okay. And it, yeah, because it was basically a one, a single-handed iPad. Yeah, I, I would say so. That that phone was huge. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the well, six plus. The height is 160 millimeters tall. Holy cow! <laughs> thing was massive. But, but naked, but naked. All of that series, six, seven, and eight, and the S variants and the SE. I think they're too slippery. Yeah, that is yeah, that is my complaint about it because the rounded edges because of the glass back like you know when you're trying to hold your phone like in the when you 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 kind of like tilt your head to the side and push it up against your shoulder and when you're trying to do something with two hands so you talk on the phone that feels Oh, do you know Yeah. Well, actually, I was go, go on. You finish your thing, and then I'll jump in. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, it just it just it tries to slip out of my yeah. you know head shoulder press thing, and I, I mean I worry a little bit about dropping it uh, because of that. I I'm gonna try to not run a case for a little while because it's a it, I think it is very pretty. I like looking at it. It's nice, but uh, but it just does seem really slippery. Now I want to hear what you had to say. You just said you know when you put your head up against your phone yeah i i avoid putting the phone against my head at all costs is it like a comfort thing or i strongly dislike the sensation of talking on the phone with it pressed against my head yeah it might be placebo it might be the non-ionizing radiation pumping out of that thing <laughs> at like four watts. It's five G, like man. My, it's gonna kill you. <laughs> warming the side of my face Give up. I don't. I don't know. Virus, man. <laughs> but I've. I agree. I I, uh, I always use headphones if I possibly can. I I agree. So on that, I and I know that we've. I know that we have taken a rabbit trail from a rabbit trail from a rabbit trail at this point, but. Yeah. Um, for the past two weeks, I have actually not had a pair of Bluetooth headphones. Ah, okay. So does that mean that you returned your previous set? My Sony. Because of the Growler. Yes. Yep. Uh, I, did we talk about that in the podcast? I can't remember. I can't remember. Just let's, let's pretend that you didn't. Yeah, so yeah. Well, why did you return them, Yeah, Joe? well, uh, <laughs> funny that you asked that question, uh, Nick. Well, I returned them because one ear, the left ear cup, was growling like whenever i had noise canceling on it would sit there and just kind of make this low rumbling noise and it would just drive me crazy was it constant or was it infrequent uh it was only in a fairly quiet environment which i understand is not where a noise canceling headphone is supposed to be used you know they're supposed to help noise in places like airplanes and stuff like that but but what I found is that I was constantly toggling noise cancelling on and off because when noise cancelling was off, the, the sound would go away. When noise cancelling was on, I would yeah. get that rumbling only in the left ear. Only in the left ear. And it's really it's really bizarre. Yeah. Because I've been a Bose I've been a Bose customer for many years, and my set of QC tens, uh-huh. like the earliest set, uh, they had exactly the same thing. One ear cup, really rumble. Really, oh, yeah. Okay. And but and but then going back a few years now, when Bose was quite Apple-like in their customer service, rather than a wannabe Apple store, which is what I 
sadly think they have become now. Yeah. The, the the experience was I wandered into the Apple store in London just off the street. I was like, yeah, I've got this really weird rumbling sound. They looked at them and went, oh, no, we're really sorry about that. And just gave me a new pair. And did it fix it? Well, they just gave me a new pair. Yeah, yeah. So then they, they, they were... Like, it was a known problem and... So yeah, they they addressed it. Was it? Did they give you an updated design, or was yeah, it just a yeah. okay? So it was a new design. Interesting. Well, uh, well, do you, I don't know for sure. Right. There was there was enough of this being a problem that the people in the store knew instantly had registered. Heard of it, but yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so exactly. when I contacted Sony support, I did so over uh, over just you know instant message and. They didn't acknowledge it as like a known issue, but they were very fast when I described the problem and they said, have you factory reset it? Yes. You know, all that stuff. They were very fast to just, you know, replace it. Basically, they said, here's a return, uh, you know, here's a here's a FedEx return thing. Just yeah. send it back and we'll send you a new set when we receive the old ones. And that's exactly what happened. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Why did you buy from Sony? not amazon uh well no they actually came from amazon uh my wife bought them for me for christmas so okay yeah my wife purchased them and there was a crazy good sale they i think the 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 new there's a new uh we already talked about the stupid name of these headphones but the xm4s yeah, the, or whatever are about to come out mine are the, the threes. sbx five yeah. two seven stupid. three two one nine whatever yeah but the new ones are about to come out, and so they did a price drop. My wife grabbed them for me, but it didn't matter. I still okay. returned them direct to Sony. Sony then ah, sent me but, new ones. But you that's because you were beyond the 30-day no quibble yeah. return. Yeah, I was right. I was outside of, of Amazon's return window, but I was not outside of Sony's. I don't even know what the warranty Warren. is. I have no idea what the warranty well, is. Well, yeah, but, but it's it. like defective product isn't it at that point yeah yeah and so far to be honest i I only took them out of the box like an hour or two ago um and this is and they had to charge and stuff and so this is really the first time i've actually used them i think noise canceling is on right now uh and no rumbling so that's a good sign but time will tell i think it's going to take some time to to, because it took a while for the other for me to notice the other problem as well uh and and another thing that i'll say too just to put anyone's minds at ease this was not like air blowing on them because I have had that happen on airplanes. Like if the yeah. if the if the if air is blowing on my head in a certain way, that can activate the noise canceling. Had you know, it perceives the air yeah, as yeah. noise, and so you know I've had that happen. It was not that, certainly not that. My you know my the the okay. air in my office is still. So yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if it fixes the problem. I really hope it does because I love the headphones. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Okay, right. Back to the SE. Yes. Uh, where were we in the sandwich? Slippery when you put it up against your shoulder and try to go hands-free yeah. whilst smushing the phone into the side of your face. Yeah, totally. Um, so I did buy the official Apple, um, the official Apple case for it. it was, Ooh. Yeah, it was thirty-five but bucks. The, this is leather or silicone? No, no, silicone. Silicone. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, nice, right. high quality. Like it feels good. Um, so I got mine, and I actually got mine in white. Actually, my wife and I, we both got. Just to be clear, we got two iPhone SEs. Uh, the case, which was originally going to yep. be for me, and we also bought Serenity a pair of standard AirPods, which nice. has been interesting because she has an iPad and uh, and she has a, a really old MacBook Air that we need to replace. Uh, and so the AirPods actually got here way before the phones did. 
uh, and she's been loving those. We can talk about those a little bit later. I have many great things to say about the AirPods. They're just fantastic. But uh, mm. anyway, she ended up taking the case, and I've been running mine without the case, but the case would definitely resolve the slippery problem. Like 100% problem resolved. I, that would fix it. I'm just but, not using it. Okay, but it would also make it uh, quite a bit fatter, it, right? It does. It, Relative. Yeah, relatively. it does add a bit of bulk. It kind of takes it from being this nice, slim little phone to be you know, just a little bit heftier. It's not bad, but yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not quite as nice with a case on. It's a continuous problem of smartphones, like small smartphone, and then you put a case on it, and it just ruins ruins everything. So I'm going to jump in here and save you the, the hassle of asking me. It is a combination of things... But the ability to run my iPhone SE 2017 Generation 1 mm-hmm. iPhone mm-hmm. naked and it not being a high-value item are both factors that weigh heavily on the reason why I choose to keep running that phone at the moment. Oh, interesting. Okay, so, I mean, I, I think I rightly assumed that you use the first-generation slash 2017 iPhone SE because it is physically tiny, right? I mean, that's the main yeah. reason, right? But the ter- the secondary reason, if I'm, if I'm reading this correctly, li- if I literally opened my ears and listened to you correctly, is because it's a low-value phone, and so you can run um, it without a case it's... and not be afraid to drop it. Is that correct? I don't think maybe I painted that as being a reason why I choose to carry on using the phone. It's not a factor of why I continue to run the phone mm-hmm. like that, but it is a perk. Okay. I there is currently not an Apple iPhone that meets the criteria that I have, which is it should fit in my pocket nicely and it should have square edges. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I know that we were going to do something I like, something I don't like, and then something I like again. Oh, I'm done with that. No, just tell me more things you don't like. Well, I suppose that a sandwich can have multiple layers, right? Like, Yeah, exactly. You don't have like bread, cheese, bread. You have bread, cheese, meat, (laughs) bread, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have last year's iPad Pro with the square edges. Not the brand new one, but last year's. I have no intention to upgrade. Um, I love the aesthetic of the square edges love it i yep. think it looks so sharp and i love the square edge design on your 2017 iphone se i was really hoping really hoping that all the initial reports and leaks were wrong about the 2020 iphone se and that we would get an iphone se with square edges unfortunately that wasn't the case it has round edges T- re- recall uh, remind me of the experience that you had when i visited and you grabbed my phone briefly i just i loved it it just it fit in my hand perfectly uh i don't remember it being slippery i i picked it up and i said this is the phone that i want i want this phone but it is just old and it is slow and the battery is not great yep unfortunately (laughs) yeah and I knew, even though I was hoping, really hoping that we would see another phone in that form factor, I just knew that it just wasn't going to happen because I have met exactly two people other than myself that want a phone that small. You and Ryan Woodings from Metageek, the the two people that I know that like loved that form factor and and wanted that again. I've never met anyone else that wants a phone that small. So I feel like we're very alone in the world in our desire for a small iPhone. Well, and this does not need to be. This does not need to be the focus. We're going to talk about your experience with your 
new iPhone SE, but I am optimistic that the iPhone 12, like the rumor mill, suggests that there will be four iPhone four? 12s. Whoa, okay. And the lowest tier of that model will be... Oh, I thought 4.7 inches, I think. Yeah, which is the size of the anyway, 2020 iPhone SE. Yeah. Uh, no, but the body is 4.7 inches. Oh, the, okay. Interesting. Which, so, which could be a 4.7 inch screen if they, if they push the, the, if it's edged. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, it's not the fact that my iPhone has a small screen that I like. Don't get me, like, don't get me wrong. If, if I could have a bigger <laughs> screen. I would say yes, please. It's the uh, size of the phone. What I just don't, what I what I just don't want is something that is physically much larger. Yeah, understood. So I I got out the digital calipers earlier, and it's like seven mil physically larger diagonally, which I think I could cope with if it has square edges. Yeah, if it has square edges, and and there's another really important feature. If okay, let, let me just say this. I love this iPhone SE so far. I am very happy okay. with it. And we can talk about more reasons why I'm happy with it, but I am extremely happy okay. with it. But if yep. Apple this fall or sometime between now and this fall releases an iPhone 12 with square edges and another feature that you know I want. You know, it's not It's not going to happen. Really? I, I, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. You don't think there's going to be, you don't <laughs> think there's going to be USB-C on it. Okay. Well, I don't think there is. If it has those two things, if it has those two yeah. things, I will, without hesitation, sell my iPhone SE and spend $1,000 on whatever it is. You hear me, Apple? All right. Apple, Apple, yeah, you're listening, right? That's what I want. Um, and I and I bought this phone knowing that that might be the case. I I, I was yeah. desperate enough to get into an iPhone that I was more than happy to go. Well, I'm not a huge fan of the 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 round edges, and I don't like that it has a lightning connector. But beyond that, this phone checks every single box, every single okay. box. Do you do you feel like because I, I do feel a little bit that a big part of my excitement for you getting a an iPhone if we rewind, you know, maybe six to eight months, part of the reason that I was enthusiastic for you to get an iPhone was that we could switch over to iMessage. Yeah, I mean, I got to admit that that is a huge deciding factor in my decision to jump from Android to iPhone. I was sick of the stupid messaging situation on on Android. It just, it didn't but, work. But... I feel like I'm all. I feel like I'm. You know, I'm now like sort of spitting in the face of uh, of that excitement that I did have for you to get it because now I actually think I would rather continue to communicate with you via Telegram. Right, <laughs> right, and it it is funny how that happened. Like we found a great messaging solution, uh, and I feel like we kind of found it together, uh, and we got successfully switched over to that. Then I finally got an iPhone, but. The thing to keep in mind, though, is that, well, I hate to say it, Nick, but you're not the only person I, I text message. What? I know. I know. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I There's actually... other people? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, here's a big one. My dad. Um, okay. My dad yes. is an iPhone user, and I'm sorry, but I, I, I straight up... I don't, I don't ask him to get apps. I do not ask him to do things with technology because I know what the answer is going to be. Uh, okay. I asked him to get Telegram, and he straight up said no. Like he was like, I'm right. not going to do that, uh, which I knew was coming. I knew that was going to happen. So 
I there and there's a there's a quite a few people in my life that I don't want to ask them to go get another app. They have an iPhone. Sure. They're happy with iMessage, and hey. now I can text them. I'm done. Go ahead. I'm st- I'm still excited for you to get uh, iMessage ability. I I just don't think it's going to change our communication method. No. But I think, it, but that removal of hassle to send blue messages. And I know the color doesn't make any difference. The but color, you yeah. know what's going on yeah. behind it. <laughs> Can, I, I need to stop and, and tell you a quick story about something that yeah. happened today. Um, there is okay. a uh, there's an Android uh, news publication. Um, I don't even remember which one it's called now. It's like Android. It's not Android Authority, but it's kind of like one of those. And they said, okay. like, Tim Cook says something obvious about iPhone SE. And so I clicked on the article and I read it. And I put a comment at the bottom saying, like, hey, nine-year Android user here, never had an iPhone. I bought an SE. I love it. Dude, you would not believe the negative comments, the downvotes that I have gotten for that. Like, like all the Android people are just like, well, you only bought it because it's a status symbol. Like, you just wanted the, you know, you wanted the blue (laughs) bubbles, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, and and after that exchange, I'm kind of like, wow, I'm kind of glad that I left. You guys are awful. (laughs) Oh no! I know, jo- but the thing is, that is that is very Joel Crane though, wanting to you know have a phone as a status symbol. I right? guess. I mean, yeah. I just I want mean, the Apple logo on the back. That's all. Yeah, I, want. I mean that that is absolutely something that you would do is you know because because you care so much about what the people. Well, hang on though. The only people who are ever going to see you using that phone are in your ho- like at the moment are in your home. Literally in my house. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, totally. And what I thought was hilarious is like all the people that are saying like. There's, there was one guy that replied and he said, uh, uh, you know, he said like, well, I will never, never have a, an app, an, an iPhone because I, because I refuse to have that as a status symbol. I was like, you, by very definition then, since you are intentionally having an Android phone to avoid the status symbol of having an iPhone, your Android phone is a status symbol. That is, so, <laughs> I don't know. I'm frustrated at those people on the internet. Nick, they're they're don't, they're wrong. Don't we don't they're but, they're don't, wrong. Yeah, but what what rule is it? I don't know. Is it rule number one or rule number two? It's like don't read the comments. Yeah, I know. And rule <laughs> and then rule yeah, that's rule number one. Rule number two is don't post in the comments. Like that's a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I don't hate Android. I you know I I think Android is important. I think it has its place. I'm very happy for all the people that enjoy it. I used it for years, uh, but you know yeah, I wanted iMessage for all of the advantages that it has beyond being blue. So here we go. So it's it's super fast. Yep. It's got great battery because it's phys- physically bigger and younger battery. Uh, you know, I'm not sure about the battery yet, uh, but here's here's the thing. Okay. I've heard a couple people actually comment that the iPhone SE's battery is too small. They're like, it's just not a very beefy battery. Most of the reviews have said the battery's going to be good enough. Not great, but good enough. The Verge said that, you know, a few different publications said that. Um I don't I don't have a reading on that yet because I'm I'm at home right now. I'm stuck at home. Sure. I'm and I'm playing with my new toy, right? Like I'm constantly yeah. turning it on and doing stuff with it. So time will tell on the battery. Not totally confident that battery life's going to be amazing. Okay, but then let's just put things into perspective. I've been at home all day. Mm-hmm. I started my day with 100% and I've been at home all day. My phone hasn't done a great deal. I don't know. I I str- yeah, it doesn't matter what I've been doing on it. I'm currently sat at 11%. Wow. And it's, what time is it there? 
So it's like 10.45 p.m. So it is, uh, it's 3.45 p.m. here, and I'm sitting at 74% after messing yeah. with it all day long. Yeah. I've so, been messing with it. And and I had, like, I, I noticed significant improvements when I did a battery replace okay. on this iPhone SE, but that only lasted, like, maybe two months. You know what I think it. you're fighting there when you replace a battery on an older device is your battery is probably new old stock anyway, right? So yeah. it's probably the same age as the battery that you pulled out. It just hasn't been cycled as many times. Possibly. I don't know. It's not, it's a third party. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't an Apple one. Right. It was an iFixit. Gotcha. iFixit battery. Which could contribute, that could contribute to the problem as well, that it's not an original, uh, maybe. I'm theorizing here. I, I have no idea. Really. I don't know. That sound. that to me sounds like a vendor. Um, <laughs> that... <laughs> I do know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And you could well be right. I don't know enough. Hard to but say. But I, I trust... I, I'm willing to put trust in iFixit. Oh, yeah. Me too. I, yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, yeah. iFixit. I, I think they're very reputable. Yeah. But you've got wireless charging. Yes. In this thing. Haven't used it which yet. Which is pretty awesome. I haven't okay, used it, great. but I, um, I think I will. Yeah. I probably will buy a wireless right. charging mat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, are you going to buy the... Uh, are you going to buy the air power uh, mat? Is... What's that? So that's that's the product that Apple almost launched a year or two ago. Oh. And then pulled at the last moment because of, we think, heat... I say we. <laughs> um, the rumor mill thinks heat issues. Gotcha. Okay. But now the rumor mill is that it might be coming back again now. Ooh. All right. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you can get... You can get... Is it a Chi? Is that how you pronounce it? cheap yeah i think so i mean they're so cheap now i, I was looking on on amazon mm. they're like 12 14 bucks oh yeah but you i mean you know do you like the the nice thing well the, the thing about air power is that you should be able to charge your your phone your apple watch and serenity's airpods all at the same time yeah through one mat which would be really nice i having multiple mats would be kind of weird I, I don't like that idea at all so but I don't know because I sh I foolishly bought a pair of AirPods with wireless charging. And do you use and them? I don't have any wireless chargers, and I'm not going to buy a wireless charging mat just to charge my AirPods. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, so, and that's actually a, a point that I wanted to make. One thing that I did when I bought Serenity's AirPods is I didn't. Mm. They they were forty dollars more. No. $40 more? Oh man, how much were they more? Anyway, there was whatever. They were a, a, a certain amount more for the wireless yep. case. I just went for the wired one and I kind of okay. regret it now because now that we have I don't think I really put the two two and two together that I was getting phones with wireless charging and so I don't know. I feel like I messed up a little bit. And yes, I know you can buy the case separately, but I think it's it's twice. So it's a $40 difference between regular AirPods and wireless charging AirPods. It's I think it's $80 please nobody go okay. look at the apple website right now because i could be completely messing this up but it's like twice as much money to buy the wireless charging case after the fact sure so i may have messed yeah, up yeah. there um by the way i do want to talk about the airpods for a minute um mm. shockingly okay. well is is there anything else like critical crucial about the phone i i think I, mean, I think we need to come back to it because i okay, do we can come back to yeah it. we're not done talking about the phone this 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 episode of of the podcast is going to be about my phone 
Is that yeah, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I keep trying to make it be about me, but you know, you're right. It should it's, be about your phone. It is about my phone. It's, and I'm not being selfish here, Nick, because it's not about me. It's about my phone. See, it's not me. It's my phone, right? Uh, okay, AirPods. AirPods, amazing, incredible. They, uh, I am shocked at how well they work. Uh, at how easy it is to move them from device to device. Uh, how, yeah. How. It just you take one out and it pauses your music and it just the whole package, the whole user experience is so refined, is so good that I'm even though I like my Sony whatever headphones, I'm seriously thinking that a pair of AirPods is probably in my future. I, I could see myself using both, you know, like using using the over the ear headphones on the plane and things like that. And then using the AirPods for phone calls and things like that around the house. I'm still noodling on that. I'm not sure where that's going to go, but I'm just really impressed with them. That's what I wanted to say. AirPods in regular AirPods. Regular AirPods. In the home environment, which is probably quieter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where noise cancelling is not necessary, yep. strictly speaking. Yep. I think it's a I think it's a win. Yeah. I I really like them. Awesome. Even if they the, look like toothbrushes sticking in your ears. Even if they do look toothbrushes, but <laughs> most of the time, ah, but the, yeah, that's the only problem. I don't, I don't really like joining conference calls. Yeah, not if it's video. Yeah. Like I can, I can wear them now and have toothbrushes in my ears because you can't see me. I can't see you. Yep, yep, yeah. So, but, uh, but then, but then I would jump in and say that the AirPod Pros, I don't like wearing them around the house, but I do like wearing them. If I'm going outside, because so, they managed to, they managed to knock out all of the uh, wind noise. Oh, the wind noise! Wow, that's impressive. Uh, so you're saying yeah. that I need three pairs of, of of headphones? Then I need my over the ear well, ones. I need my and then I need pros and I need standard AirPods. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I'm ashamed to say that I currently have. <laughs> you have that, I, don't I, you? I, um, I currently have three pairs of AirPods. Nick, that's a little uh, bit ridiculous. <laughs> but actually four, because I also have one set of the original generation AirPods, which are now useless because of their battery life. Yeah. But uh, we have a, an odd situation where the Apple TV can only... It will only auto-pair to my devices uh-huh. not rosemary's okay even though even though rosemary is also signed in on the apple t- anyway so the fourth and first generation set of airpods lives downstairs for for the hooking apple up to the apple tv wow uh <laughs> that's good gonna... i do actually then have two pairs of airpods and one pair of airpod pros so four pairs mm. of airpods yeah wow that is a little ridiculous and that is really bad it's too bad that you can't that you're having pairing trouble with that i i think it is important to note that i think that while apple typically does a very good job getting the user experience right stuff like that they are fallible right like they're not perfect oh sure i mean the whole empire is becoming so messy it It is i mean there are there are aspects which are really good. I mean, like the the AirPod experience, uh, some beha- a behavior that I'm now noticing, and it's only been the last few months. But now, say my AirPods are uh, connected to my iPad, mm-hmm. but I am in front of my laptop 
and FaceTime you you FaceTime me like yeah. like you did earlier today. Yep. By by answering that FaceTime call on my laptop with my AirPods in my ears automatically triggered move to laptop. Right. So I d- didn't do anything and I was getting ready for the your audio to come out of the speakers but I had AirPods in my ears in preparation to make the switch and it just did it. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Yeah. It's an it's an but but it's difficult because it's not 100% reliable. It works most of the time. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah, that is that is tricky. But what I will say though is like the process of moving my Sony headphones from one yeah. iOS device to another is a freaking nightmare. Like it's a, it's horrific. Like let's say that I have my let's say that I have my phone with me and I and I go downstairs but my iPad is upstairs. This is a common scenario. I'll get all the way downstairs and I I know that we've talked about this, but I think it's worth pointing out. Uh, if I get downstairs and I go and I go to put on my headphones to use them with my phone and I realize, oh, nope, they're connected to my iPad, which is upstairs. I have to walk all the way yeah. back upstairs to get my iPad and turn Bluetooth off to get my headphones I... to disconnect. <sighs> what a pain. I'm, I, I, I'm just thinking about this right now and I think that Apple probably could make the whole management of other bluetooth audio sources easier but choose not to invest time yeah and effort I, into doing that i think you are correct because what is the advantage of that to them yeah yeah there's there's not yeah. they, they want to push people towards airpods that's probably just how it is because it, it's it is a nightmare you have to you know go into control center yep press and hold then go into blue press and hold again on bluetooth and yep. then you can oh not do anything so then oh sorry hit the home button go into settings I mean, now I yeah. know that we have covered this on a previous version of the podcast, okay. but I but one thing that I was able to do with my Android phone is it had near field communication. I could hold it up to my uh, headphones, and it would immediately yeah. connect the headphones to the Android phone, no matter what. Then you could hold the Android phone up to the headphones again, and it would disconnect them from the headphones, which they which made them now available to something else. I don't know that the iPhone does that yet. I haven't tested it. If it doesn't, then I yeah, it's going to be a big pain. Think, I don't think it will. Yeah. For, for what's this? For um, for the Sonys? Yeah, for the Sonys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'll do some testing on it. And, and you know, one thing I'd like to do actually to the audience, uh, if you have any ideas or instructions that you can give me about, uh, basically the scenario is I have these Sony headphones. I need to use them with my phone, my iPad Pro, my personal laptop, and my work laptop. I have four devices I need to move them around between all the time. On the laptops, it's fairly easy to disconnect them. On the, If I have the device that they're currently connected to in my hands, it's easy to get disconnected and connected to the new device. If the device that it's connected to is not in my hands, it becomes a big nightmare to get them to disconnect from that, to get them to connect to whatever else I want to connect to. So if you have ideas on that, let me know. I'd love to hear about your solutions for that because I I think it's going to be frustrating, although I really haven't tested a whole lot having two iOS devices <laughs> now. So, yeah. Let me tell you about something that my Bose headphones do. Okay. They have dual Bluetooth pairing. So right. I... But but I can't turn it off, so it it will always jo- it will always join to two devices unless I fire up the app and then remove you know those other devices from the uh, 
from the connection, you know, devices it's willing to connect to. Right. Uh, but, so, so the typical scenario, I it, it joins to my laptop. That's my primary device for the use of my overhead earphones. Mm-hmm. And then it has a secondary connection to my phone. And that's lovely. Except it regularly gets its knickers in a twist and more like drop and reconnect, drop and reconnect my phone. So my Zoom call is going fine, but my headphones are going... And like, could you, could you, could you stop doing that, please? You're like, can I can I unpair? No, you can't. All right, fine. I'll go and switch Bluetooth off in my phone then. Like, <laughs> and do you see why I was so impressed with the AirPods the first when we yeah. first? I mean, because you don't just don't have really have those issues. Uh, I mean, I guess there's hiccups every now and then. So I don't know. So the solution, though, unfortunately, is going to be Apple releasing their own Apple yep. branded over-the-ear headphones because the Beats are just garbage. my style. Yeah. No, I mean, you know what I've got to start doing because other people will listen, might listen to this. I've got, I've got to start like, you know, preparing the sentences correctly. It's not, it's not that they are trash. It's that they are not to my taste. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mine either. They're, yeah, they're marketed to the wrong crowd. Not something I'm interested in owning. But, 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 but the pairing experience but the pairing experience with Beats, that I do cover that. There is the pairing experience pretty good. It's it's exactly the same as the AirPods. Wow. Okay, so it has been done. It's just, yeah. They just it's just not. I don't know. I I feel like they're marketed towards kind of like a, I don't know, a young and hip crowd. Which I'm realizing that's not me. I'm old. <laughs> I think there will be. I think there will be, Apple branded, over the ear noise cancelling headphones well i'm interested in that i mean i like these sony's a lot it's just literally the moving around that thing that yeah yeah but but we've covered that endlessly already we should get back to the the iphone the iphone yes can i talk about another thing that i love about it yes home ah yeah as in go go for it uh as in the home app home kit specifically Uh, okay. So I, I never, so, so I have a Philips Hue bridge. We've talked about that endlessly. Philips Hue bridge, some Philips Hue lights. Uh, and on Android, the only way that I could interact with those was through the Philips Hue app, which to be honest, it wasn't a terrible app. It was fine. Now I know that on Android, you could integrate it with Google home or whatever it's called. I don't know. I I can't keep track of all this stuff anymore, but you could integrate it with that. But to do that, you had to buy uh, a Google home thing it's not a home pod right. what i don't know what it's called uh you had to buy a a, a google wiretap another thing <laughs> yeah you had to have the little thing uh, so one thing our, my kids have been asking for is they're like mom dad can we get an alexa because you can like tell it to do stuff and i think as a kid like getting to tell something to do things is awesome you know because mm. you know they're used to being told what to do all the time uh, and we've re- I've resisted that. I don't want an Apple HomePod. I don't want an Amazon Echo. I don't want a Google thing wiretap, whatever it's called. I just I'm yep. not interested in having a microphone on in my house all the time. I'm not interested in that. Now I know that phones do that too, but they're limited by battery life mm. and things like that, so they can't always be listening. Uh, but <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure about your logic on this one, Joe. Yeah, uh... it's probably not good. It's probably not. <laughs> In order to take advantage of any kind of voice controls or anything like that, you have to have, I have got to find the name of that, Google Home thing. What is it called? Google Hub? 
what is it called? Okay, it's Google Nest. This is the Hidden Node Go- podcast. Google, We're was that to the Google this. Mess? Was that is that the Google Mess? The, the Google Mess. I need to. I I need to get the Google Mess Max. <laughs> I I think it's called. I think it's all under the Nest. I don't know. Anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about, though. I, I, people are gonna know what I'm talking about. I have about, right? no idea what you're talking about. But uh, it's fine. I think it is called Google Home, actually. <laughs> yep, it's a Google Home Mini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google Home or Google Home Mini. You had to have one of those for any kind of Philips Hue uh, integration. Sorry, no thank you. Okay. I don't want that. I don't want to buy another thing. However, with Apple, uh, with iOS, you can tie your iOS devices directly into your Philips Hue hub. And all of a sudden, uh, I'm gesturing, hitting my microphone here out of excitement. Mm, when I realized that I could great. do that, um, I opened up the Home app. I separated my lights into the different rooms. And then I yep. said... Hey Siri, turn off the lights in the office. And you know what's happening right now? My lights just turned off. That You're plunged into darkness. I'm pl- it's 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 like 4 p.m. here, so it's fine. But oh yeah. And then, uh, and so then, uh, like we have a lamp downstairs next to our couch that does not have its own light switch, and so it had like a little toggle on the back, and it's really annoying. And so I took one of my Philips Hue bulbs down there, threw it into its own room and said, uh, hey, Siri, turn on the lamp in the living room, and the light turned on. And I was like, what? It was that easy, and it just worked. Nice. Uh, and so, and then and then I said, okay, Siri, turn the lights in my office blue. Boom, they're blue. I was just like, it just worked. It, it just worked. So uh, okay. all that to say, it's a very long-winded way of saying that I am incredibly incre- impressed with HomeKit and how easy it was to set up, and I'm really excited to take further advantage of it. Nice. I have not used google uh, oh no i have not used uh, the home app right for home kit hue yet use it because uh-huh. no 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 but i have a problem okay so i have one of the i have one of the tap oh god these names um i have i have one of the philips hue light switches okay. that you kind of mash the the, the your palm on it right, right. It's, it's called a philips tap right right but um now I don't think the Apple HomeKit implementation can cope with press the button once and that turns the lights on. Okay. Next time you press that button, it turns the lights in that room off. Yeah. So the issue that I've run into here, the one issue I've run into is now I kind of have two layers of home automation happening. I have the app, the Philips Hue app and what it's doing. And then I have HomeKit kind of running on top of it. So why do you need both, though? Well, I don't know that you do. So what I've ended up I doing, think you, yeah. what I've ended up doing as of today is I went into the Hue app and I removed like all automations. I removed all kinds of things in there. And I'm just yep. using HomeKit now. And so just can you not just remove the app? You might be able to. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's funny because the app ties into HomeKit in certain ways, like it pulls over certain things and in other ways it's completely independent. It's a little bit rough. So, so far, my thought on it is that you kind of need to pick like, which one are you going to use? Are you going to use the Philips Hue app and do a whole bunch of automation and blah, 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 blah? Or are you just going to dump everything into HomeKit and let Siri turn things on and off for you with voice commands? And to be honest, I mean, I like the simplicity of just having Siri turn things on and off with voice commands. I'm finding it to be very simple and very reliable. 
Okay, I'm less excited by the Siri implementation, but I did like what you showed me where your light controls were on your control center. Uh Oh, wait, where? When did I show you that? Uh, on a Zoom call, oh. I think. Oh, yeah, that was just but, the other day. But, yeah, yep, and that's, that's okay. Yeah, that that is part of HomeKit. That's like, yeah, you can, you can yes. talk to Siri if you want, or you can just swipe up, hit the little home thing, and boom, you have buttons that you can just mash to and turn things it, on and off. Yeah. And has that so far been flawless? It's been almost totally reliable. Uh, the only reliability trouble I've found is that sometimes it seems to lose contact with some of my bulbs that are very distant from the hub. But I recognize that as my fault. I need to put more, I need to move the hub closer to where the lights physically are. I don't think that's okay. Apple's fault. I think that that is a coverage problem. Okay. Because I have the, I have, I have a, a third party app mm -hmm. and it does let me do the things that I want to do with the Philips Hue light switch. But, uh, and, it, and it does have a widget. Mm -hmm. So that's great. But it, but it means, but, but the widget's not flawless. So, mm. you, you you may have seen that you may have experienced this you may not yet but you you swipe right on your home you haven't unlocked the phone you swipe to the right uh -huh. which reveals your today view and that's where all your widgets live yeah but whilst you're scrolling those widgets are not live so the screen has to stop scrolling then the apps will kind of activate mm. and I've had a little bit of quirkiness regarding the uh, activation of lights through the iConnect Hue widget. But you know what? If um, if I can get the if I can get the light switches to do what I want using HomeKit, yep. then I would I would consider switching. I say, I just want like this is way too complex. The fact that I'm struggling to pull the names for these different oh, yeah. stupid products. Yep. Is that's part of the problem. An indicator. Yep. That's a total yeah. indicator. And so I'm thinking that at this point, I'm thinking I'm going to like probably just not use the motion, my hue motion sensor, not use my hue light switch and just, Oh, are they not supported? Uh, I haven't figured out how HomeKit. to integrate them yet with HomeKit or make HomeKit do anything with them, which is a bit of a problem. Okay. But if you just want to be able to turn lights on and off in groups from your iOS device, dude, HomeKit and either voice activation with Siri or, uh, or, or swipe up to get to control center and tap on the home icon. It, it works. It just works. Yeah. And that, that is what I want. I want simple. I don't want tons of, of I don't want to like have to, you know, create this tangle of commands and stuff for things to work. No, thank you. Yeah. I want light switches just on my phone. That's it. And that's what HomeKit gave me. I love it. Great. Um, okay. There's another thing that I, there's another thing I really want to talk to you about. Keep uh, coming. A few weeks ago, uh, one of my good friends sold me an Apple Watch Series 2, which Dun, dun, dun. I couldn't even use until I got the iPhone, but I knew the iPhone was coming. And so I bought <laughs> right. it from him and he gave me a great deal on it. He used it for okay. two or three years. So it's actually got quite a bit of time on it. But it's in great shape. Um, <laughs> I like what you did there. Wait, what? Uh, 
it's got a, quite a bit of time. Oh, uh, that was not intentional. I, <laughs> oh, audience, I'm so sorry. Uh, why do you even listen to our podcast? This is terrible. Anyway, but you're allowed to crack. You're allowed to crack jokes like that. You're, uh, you're a dad. Oh, um, that's true. I am a dad. I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> right. You can crack dad jokes all you like. Yeah. <laughs> so up until now, um, I have been a diehard Pebble user. Do you do you know anything about Pebble? Yeah. You ever like looked into uh, Pebble only, at all? Only, only that. No, I don't know anything about okay. Pebble. Can I can I educate you on Pebble a little bit then? Or? Please educate me, Joe. This is, this right. sounds like an excellent learning opportunity. Great. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to tell you about a, a company that's dead and no longer exists. Okay, so uh, Pe- oh. Pebble uh, Pebble was basically the first mass-produced, like actually usable smartwatch. Uh, the original version was mm. like uh, black and white screen. But it uh, it was like a reflective display, so it had a backlight, but it didn't rely on the backlight. It was kind of like a you know like a Game Boy screen. You could just like look and see it, you know. Uh, yeah. And it was amazing. It had a seven day battery life, uh, and it just did a handful of things really well. Want to see what's next in your calendar? Great. Uh, Want to see who's calling you? Great. Want to send a thumbs up reply to a text message? Great. Like those are the things that it did, and it was very simple and very awesome. Uh, unfortunately, I think they pushed way too hard to create new hardware and they ended up putting themselves out of okay. business and it was really sad, but they're gone now. Um, uh, but I have, uh, in the house seven pebbles, something like that. Like, uh, I have, okay. yeah, total pebble fanboy here. Loved my pebble smartwatches. When the Apple watch came out, I was like, that looks way too complicated, blah, blah, blah. Like I hated on it. You know, I just didn't really like that. I, I didn't like it. I thought it was too big. Uh, two days where the battery life just seemed stupid in comparison to a week of battery life. Like I just didn't get behind it. Didn't like it. Um, okay. Part of my switched from Android to iPhone. Part of what has kept me from switching is my diehard love of my pebbles because when pebble is supported on iOS, but it is notification receive only you get notifications, you get the time you get calendar. That's about it. Uh, on Android, you yeah. could do basic replies through your voice. You could do, uh, you, you could do uh, like text message replies, stuff like that. You're not going to get that on iOS. So part of this has been like, okay, well, if I get an iPhone, I'm going to have to take a very close look at Apple Watch. So I have. And mm. I'm struggling with it. I'm not mm. convinced that I like it. No. What do you think of, you've had Apple Watches, right? What do you think of Apple Watch? I keep, I, I've had several phases with the Apple Watch. Okay. I I had an Apple Watch Series 2, mm-hmm. which primarily is a sports watch. The Apple Watch is not a great sports watch, but it is an acceptable sports watch. Okay. So when Park Run was a thing, every Saturday would go for a 5K run. And I would track that on the Apple Watch. Uh, and that's that's the main thing the Apple Watch is useful for. And I've had several phases where the Apple Watch has been useful for notifications, but at the same time, I don't I'm not I, I don't I don't love the Apple Watch. I Yeah. So um but I will say the Apple Watch series two was just a little bit too slow. Yeah, that what's yeah. what's eating you about your Apple Watch? Two things. Uh first yeah. off, the speed. Uh and I recognize yeah. that we're up to series 5 is the most recent now, right? 
Yeah. So this I've, yeah this is probably incredibly unfair of me to judge the Apple Watch with the Series Two, but it is slow. I mean, what I loved about the Pebble. Yuck. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Comment. Criticism. Go no. Ahead. No. The thing. All I was going to say was, judge the utility of the Apple Watch from your Series Two. And then make a decision on whether you'd like that utility, but faster. So, it, because is the Apple Watch Series Four or Five like the same user interface, the same capabilities, everything? Or I think so. It's it's got a larger screen and it's much faster. Okay, but I think provided your Apple Watch does the latest watchOS, which is whatever it, version it is. Yep. Um, then yeah, I think the experience is pretty much. The same. I like my Apple Watch Series 4, yeah. whatever it is. I bought off of eBay, but I don't love it and I don't wear it all the time. Okay. In fact, I, I, at the moment, I only wear it as a sports watch and... Which is sort of which is sort of dumb because if you want a sports watch, there are plenty of really good sports watches. Right. <sighs> but, you know, again, it's the same thing with the AirPods. Like, the integration into the phone is just better. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, according to Wikipedia, the Series Two is compatible yeah. with the newest version, which is six point uh, WatchOS six point one. So I am, okay. I do have the latest version of WatchOS. Okay, in that case, I stand by what I say. Judge the utility on what you have, and then work out whether you would like that utility, but and whether you would you would find the product more appealing if it was just faster, faster, and a little bit bigger screen. And a little bit bigger screen. Yeah, I mean, I went for the. Which which size have you got? The larger or the smaller? I'm pretty sure it's the forty. It's the forty-two millimeter. Uh, which oh, the thirty-eight? The, no, hang on. Uh, yeah, what this... did it do? They went thirty-eight and forty, and then with the new ones became forty-four and that got they got forty. Okay, this is definitely a four. This says it says forty-two millimeter on the back. Forty-two. Okay, yeah. so yeah, that's right. So with the with the with generation one and two. The small one was very small. Uh-huh. And now with the new generation, the large one is very large. Gotcha. Okay. So I went for the small Series 4. And I'm okay with, like, chunky watches. That's fine. Um, well, okay. Let, so it's interesting that you say that, like, you don't really end up wearing it every day. Um, because my Pebble Time, the Pebble Time was a color screen, about the same as, like, a Game Boy color screen, for those of you that remember a okay. Game Boy color. Reflective display, always on, by the way. All, the display was always on. Originally, the battery life was about seven days. Mine, I, I, I have worn that watch every day for three years now, something like that. Uh, the only exceptions being when I pull my Pebble Time round out, which is like a, a, it's a smaller round screen, or when I pulled okay. my Pebble 2 out, which was black and white but had a heart rate sensor. I have worn a pebble every single day for the last several years. I like every morning I put it on the two or three times that I left the house without it. I realized, dang it. I forgot my pebble. And I, it's like crap. Like it sucked. I hated okay. it. Okay. Uh, so, uh, okay. a couple of my friends actually, uh, when I used to work at Metageek, um, one of the, the two of the developers there, um, Asuk and Vanessa, they bought it for me for Christmas. And uh, like, they bought me a gift that I wore every single day until a week ago. Like, man, that's a great gift. So I don't think they listen to the podcast, but hey, if you guys listen to this, thank you. That was awesome. Those are the coolest gifts. One of the coolest gifts I've ever received. It was really neat. Uh, The Apple Watch, like, I don't find myself 
like if I if I leave it down on the nightstand or something, I don't find myself missing it. Let me tell you the problems though no. that I have with it. Like first off, uh, I already said it's a little slow. Like the Pebble had yep. physical buttons, and so you could just kind of go click 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 click, and you could click through things very very fast on it. Like if somebody texts you and you want to send a thumbs up, uh, you can send basic voice responses or pick from. 10 canned responses or send from like 15 or 20 emojis. That's it. That is the extent of what you could reply with. But it was so simple okay. that you could do it fast. With the pet or with the, the Apple Watch, I'm like having to very carefully point on this tiny screen and it's just not yeah. It, it it's it's not quick and effortless. It's not com- it's not compelling, is it? It's not. Like I and I and since the screen, maybe this would get better with a newer one, but the screen is so small, it being a touch screen. I feel like my I feel like my fingers are way too big to be using this thing yep. as a touchscreen. Which again, you go back to the Pebble had physical buttons, no touchscreen, which I think was one of its best qualities. And uh, so I don't know, and it it does so much too. Like I'm overwhelmed by how many things this watch does. What? Okay, let, let's boil this down for a moment. What do you want from your smartwatch i want first off i want to see the time i know that sounds stupid but i it's a watch ah but but you want to see the time without waving your arm around in a special magical way yes and i still Ah. haven't figured out please enlighten me how do you get the time to show up on this thing what is the correct method i have no idea so that is definitely something that was more difficult with I don't think tapping the screen wakes it up, does it? Oh, well, I, I just jammed it like four times and it finally woke up on like the third. Like I was basically slapping so you, it around to get it to show me the time. If you if you put your palm over the screen, that will that will send it to sleep. Okay, good to know. That and then, And then if you tap the screen, does it wake up? Um, no, that did not wake it okay. up. Okay, so, so then maybe that's something that didn't, it didn't happen with the series two anyway the series four yeah um it's much more uh, it's much more responsive and serious so you can just flick you can flick your wrist and and it'll just yeah you can just flick it and it'll switch on and then yeah series five is always on yeah but that presumably just means even less battery life yeah i mean uh, i i i think i think really if if the number one goal is telling the time yeah i mean you might want to get a casio just get a watch yeah, Casio watch. I mean. Well, okay, so let, let's run through the list, the, the, the punch list of okay. what I want my, my smartwatch to do. Uh, first off, I want it to yep. show the time. Pebble did that. It, yep. Always on display. Uh, if it was at night, you could flick your wrist a little bit and it would turn the backlight on automatically for like 10 okay. seconds or so. That was great. Uh, second, uh, I want to see who's calling. I like to be able to look at my watch and and then either, and then hit deny. Really, I don't even need to answer it from my watch. I just need to be able oh, to hit it's deny. Nick, it's Nick Turner denied. Yeah, if it's anyone with my dad or my mom, like <laughs> denied, or my wife, I'm just going to hit denied, right? Because uh, I hate talking on the phone. Uh, third thing that I want to do is I want to be able to very quickly send basic replies to text messages. I mean, a thumbs up, a thumbs down, a yes, a no, or I'll be right there. All right. And those are things I could do on the Pebble very quickly. I cannot do that with iOS. That is only supported on Android at this point. Cannot do it on iOS. Nothing is really yeah. supported on the Pebble because they went out of business. They're gone. You know, like, yep. that's the other thing is if I keep using my Pebble, any iOS update any day now could permanently break it for forever. And it's done, right? Yeah. Um, the final thing that I want to be able to do is I want to see the next thing on my calendar. Not my whole calendar, just the next thing. 
and the Pebble did that. One button press and it would say, it would briefly say 15 minutes until dot, dot, dot. And then it would go, this is the thing. It would just show you a little calendar snippet. It was so clean. It was so great. There's not, I think, I bet, I bet there's a calendar app that will make, that will do that for you. Yeah. In a, in a good way. I think right now, the only way that I've found... Oh, you can change watch faces by swiping left and right. That is useless. Why would I ever want to change my watch face that quickly and that easily? Um, you have to hit the digital crown. I have to finger point around and go to Friday the 1st and tap on that. And then it'll show me, right? It's just too many steps. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not giving up on the Apple watch. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. I'm going to wear it for a while a battery life to be honest has not bothered me at all i take my pebbles off at night anyway and stick them on yeah. the charger uh, although at this point the pebble time the battery's so worn out i get a day out of it maybe two days but that's about it uh but sure yeah the, the battery life's fine that's okay i just i just i want the screen to be on more or know how to activate the screen reliably i i just want some basic functionality out of it i'm gonna give it a shot we'll see how it goes okay i mean i don't think i i don't think i'll I don't think I'd ever go down this route, but to be honest, like the, you know, the, the more, the more I think about it now, uh, uh, the Apple watch is fine, but it's not great. Yeah. It, and I don't want like fine. Even, I, I want did a, great. I did, a, I did a triathlon event last year and it, the Apple watch couldn't even cope with the duration of that event. Like it died before the triathlon was over. Yeah. Wow. Because it was obviously it must have been hammering the GPS yeah in there for the first two uh, events and then it sort of died on the third and you're just like right. well what, what is yeah ah <laughs> oh, I just go without <laughs> yeah yeah so I don't know like I said I'm gonna give it a try and I'm I am trying very hard to not judge the speed because I know that this is an older watch I know that I'm I, I know it's unfair to evaluate the speed and it's great to hear that the screen is a bit bigger too i'm that that's that's good to hear because the screen i would like it to be just ever so slightly bigger it is very comfortable okay, I, I think it looks fine like yeah i think it's, it's attractive you know um i have remembered what the apple watch does do really really well okay and that is run out of battery when <laughs> it does that really really well uh when i was driving to Heathrow and back regularly, mm -hmm. which currently I'm not leaving the house at all. Yeah, neither am uh, I. But, but, but when driving, uh, I use my phone as a GPS. Same. So I'm using Waze or TomTom. Tom, and I like to listen to audiobooks or podcasts. And I l l drive with the AirPods yep. in my ears, the non-noise-canceling ones. Yep. But now, to change volume, reaching for the phone is not good. The Apple Watch, just scrolling with, just twisting that digital crown, changes the volume. So when you're on the watch face, if you're playing audio... any. Any, yeah, yeah, correct. It defaults. Okay, that that is really cool, and I and that is one thing I will say about the digital crown. It's actually pretty great. Like setting, a, like setting an alarm. Man, it's very pleasant with the digital crown. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm finding it to be great. Uh, I am a lefty, and so I'm wearing it on my right wrist, which I think is a little bit abnormal, but uh, it okay. seems to be working fine. Like I'm not really running any any issues there. Where's your Where's your button? Uh, I uh, the button is currently on the right side of 
so it's pointing up my arm. So, and I know I okay. can change that. I just haven't. So. Yeah, okay, good. Well, that's what I was going to say. I tried changing it. So there's a weird thing. So uh, the Apple Watch on your left wrist uh-huh. has the button by default pointing away from your arm. Mm-hmm. Right. But but away from your shoulder. Right. But there is a problem with this because when doing press-ups, you then bend your wrist back and press the button. Oh, that's a problem when you're working out. It when is you're a doing, problem. When you're doing... Yeah. Well, the good news for that is I don't work out, so... <laughs> actually one so, so it's not a problem no not a problem actually one thing i am really excited about with the apple watch is uh is having control over strava do you use strava at all i do okay we should we should we should probably connect yeah, on strava we should we're connected everywhere uh, else in, let's connect on strava uh i am excited fact, about having go on are there are there controls for strava on the apple watch i would assume that there are Right. Yeah. So here we here we go again. No. I did use the Strava app on the now. Bearing in mind, this was like probably one version of WatchOS ago. Okay. So before you could have standalone apps on your watch. Okay. So you had to have you had to install the iPhone app. Right. And then an extension of that iPhone app would appear on the watch. And that's what I'm looking uh, for. That is what I want. Ah, uh, but... Okay, but but we're talking about Strava. So are you wanting the phone to do the hard work? Yeah, yeah. And just I, get an interface on your watch? Exactly. I want to pause, it start, stop. doesn't... Yeah. No. It, what? No? No. no. Dude. No. I'm, pretty sh- I'm pretty sure... What? I might be wrong... But but what happened to me, and this is why I gave up on it, was I'm pretty sure if you start an activity on the watch and your phone is nearby, it goes, right, you've got your, Mr. Mr. iPhone, you've got better battery life and better GPS than me. So you're going to, you're going to, you're going to do the heavy lifting, but you're going to, you're going to send that info to me all the time. And it just rinsed the battery of the phone, it died, and then the watch didn't know what to do, and then all of the activity was lost. Awesome. That's great. That is just great news. Because you know what my Pebble did back in the day? When you opened up when you opened up Strava on your Android phone, the Pebble would yeah. just magically pop up a little start stop button, current speed, current elapsed time. Like very simple. Okay. And you didn't even have to install anything on the Pebble. The 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 Strava app would just push a very basic UI to the Pebble. No hit on battery life that I could see. No problems there. Of course, Strava took that feature out like two years ago since Pebble's, you know, gone. Uh, why would they support mm. something that, is, that you know, a company yeah. isn't even in business anymore? So it's disappointing. So tell, so test it because now you can have standalone watch apps. Okay. Um, I'd like to know what your experience is like. What I now do is I gave up on using the Strava implementation. So what I started to do was log runs with the uh, native health app, right? whatever it is. And then there's a third-party app called Health Fit, which I think is a you know take on HealthKit. Right. And it just reads the work... It reads the workout data from the 
from the native app and then we'll push it to other services for you. So I would, I would, I currently track a run using the native Apple Watch thing. And then when that run is complete, this other app steps in and then pushes it to Strava. Okay. Okay. Which, which is also, now that I come to explain it, needlessly and horrifically overcomplicated. Yeah. Well, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to test it. Next time I go mountain biking, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to take the Apple Watch yeah. uh, and I'll, I'll test it. I, I, I always take my phone with me when I mountain bike. I have a pocket on my back in, on my jersey that I wear. And I just throw the phone yep. back there. So even if I crash, like, you know, most crashes, I believe you're facing forward when you crash. Uh, and so my phone should be completely... brand new. Yeah, I'm going to do it. E? You know what, though? I, it's a $400 phone. Um, and I'm going yeah. to use it. I'm not going to, just like I'm not using it in the case right now, like I'm going to use it. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Even if there's potential for something to go wrong. The other alternative is to leave it in the car where the sun bakes the battery. And that's even <laughs> worse, in my opinion. So uh, are you... Are you an are you a screen protector no. kind of guy? Or uh, not? No, I never have been actually. Uh, I I think they're awesome. The modern screen protectors are really cool. But I mean, I'm looking at my my Nokia six point one right now that I I had for two and a half three years. The screen is cherry yeah. on it. it's perfect because I don't put my phone in the same pocket as my keys and change. I just don't do that. Yeah. So no problem. I baby I... my phones. I make them last. I do put screen protectors on my phones. In fact, I put screen protect. I have a screen protector on my laptop. Dang, that's intense. Just in case you put but, your laptop in your pocket with your car keys. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's got nothing to do with protecting the screen. It's actually got everything to do with removing that horrific glare. Glare. Uh, yep, totally get that. Yep, <laughs> totally get that. Well, Nick, at this point, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Did we cover everything you wanted to Almost. about your new iPhone SE? Uh, no, not even close. But this would be like a oh. four-hour episode if we did. And so I want to cover okay. one more thing, and then I want to yep. tease what I would like to talk about next if you're up for it. Uh, so do, do I have a choice? Uh, no, I, I don't think you do. No. Okay. No, Fair I, enough. I, right. I, I, I mean, no. I, I, here's what we're going to cover next, whether you like it or not. The okay. last thing that I yes, want to say, yes, okay. <laughs> the last thing I want to say that I love about the phone is that uh, it, it it does have a home button for the Touch ID. It is not, as far as I can tell, it is not a physical button. Was this? Oh yeah, the, no, it's not. Was this the case on the six, seven, eight, or so the six and the uh, no the seven? The seven is the first one that had no physical button. It was a haptic yeah. feedback. I love it. I love it. Like cool. when you, I, you have to tell me if, if you had a similar experience or not with your, oh no, I guess the six didn't have a haptic button. So I guess you wouldn't have no. noticed. So when you set up the phone, it gives you actually three options for haptic feedback when you press the home quote unquote button. Yeah. A slight thunk. No, I do know that. Okay. I do know that. So you yeah. have experienced that. Uh, I, yeah. I love it. It feels so satisfying to press my finger on the touch ID sensor and you feel I'm going to, it's not like a vibrator in there. It's like a thunker. It's like a little thunk yeah. happens in there. And I don't know if it's the same motor as the, the vibration motor, but it's extremely satisfying. Uh, touch ID works very fast. I'm used to face ID on my iPad pro and touch ID on my MacBook air and MacBook pro. Uh, but I just love it. It's just really good. I've really enjoyed the, uh, that, that haptic feedback, that little thunk that you feel when you unlock the phone quick very quick have you 
ever bought something using Apple Pay? No, never have. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so this is this is something else that you might want to you might set up at some point. I already have. Um, I already have my the, my debit card's in there. It's locked and loaded. It's ready to okay. go. And so you know, uh, a year from now, when I finally get to leave my house along with everyone else, yeah, I will get to test it. I'm really excited about it. Okay. I just wanted to jump in and say that I was very impressed. So R- Rosemary has a a MacBook without Touch ID, uh-huh. but using Safari on her MacBook uh-huh. was trying to check out at some website and it was able to throw the authentication to her phone. Really? So you're so you're on the laptop trying to check out. Do you want to use Apple Pay? Yes, please. And then the phone perks up and is like, please verify over here. Wow. Wow. And that was pretty cool. That is for me to watch because I hadn't I didn't know it did this. That is see, that's another one of those moments where the ecosystem comes together and it it makes yeah. it all worth it. And no Apple is not perfect. I will never claim that they are perfect. But that is pretty cool. And I'm excited to use that. And also I am excited about contactless payment in because yeah, i what's the world gonna look like you know in the future here things are weird we want to not touch things whenever possible right is that gonna is that a trend that's gonna yeah. continue for a while the thought of having a cool little white slate thingy in my pocket that works for contactless payment that is cool i'm excited about it i intend to test it and if it works well i'm going to make the most of it great so and then finally your tease yes the you mentioned uh, you mentioned Rosemary using uh, Safari instead of Google Chrome. I don't mm-hmm. think we should get into this right now. But okay. one thing that I am a little bit worried about switching to iPhone is my first impulse is to, and I, I, I very specifically want you to not give me an answer right now. Okay. Uh, uh, I know. But I know. But, I know. But, but I know. Because I because I think but I want to I want to tell I want to tell you what I what I think I want to. <laughs> Can you save it for next the next episode? Can you do it? I'm gonna have to. Okay, I have to. So here's my okay. here's my concern is that coming from Android and being deeply ingrained in the Google ecosystem, my first impulse is to just uh, like disable the mail application, disable the calendar application, disable the notes application, disable everything, and just go download Google Apps for everything. Like just go get Google Chrome and Gmail and Google Calendar and Google Keep, and boom, now I'm running Android on my iPhone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And so I am not sure what the best direction to go is there. And I... Oh, 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 oh. Yes. I've got an idea. Yes. I've got a suggestion. Yes, yes. Nick Turner. Well, what is your suggestion, But we're going to have to... No, but it's going to have to wait. It's going to have to wait. And so, you know, not only do you not... Not only do you not get to answer the question, I don't get to hear the answer and neither does the audience. (laughs) So you're not the only one suffering here, Nick. This is everybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think we should probably wrap it up. My closing thoughts. My closing thoughts about the iPhone SE. Um, for three ninety nine, it feels incredibly well. It, I, it's, it feels good to hold. The haptic button is great. It is fast. It is so fast. The screen certainly great. I no problem with the screen. Camera been totally fine so far. Certainly better than my budget Android phone. That is no surprise. But it feels like a premium device. It does not feel like a budget device in any way, shape, or form. And I'm very happy with it. And I'm excited to spend some more time with it and get to know it a little bit more. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's where I'm at. Great to hear, man. Yeah. 
Nick, thank you so much for uh, listening to me gush about my oh phone pleasure for an hour and a half. Really, no, it's really good. No, that's really good, man. Um, yeah, well, t- talk more about your phone next time. Sounds good. <laughs> then tune in for episode episode two of Joel's iPhone. I don't think we'll, now nah, we won't have a whole episode on it. I think we'll just next time we'll talk about like you know apps, how to do yeah. things. I'm sure I'll have a bunch of questions for you by then. So I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate it. And looking forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much. See ya. Speak to you soon, man. Bye. Bye.